the World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Welcome to the New Gen on a Mission podcast on the North-South Connection. I'm Tim Slomka. I'm JP. Thanks for joining us again. As always, we're on a journey to relive the new generation era to find the best and some of the worst of wrestling time period often forgotten. From Brennan Shaw at Survivor Series 1992 to Brennan Shaw at Survivor Series 1997, look beyond just the pay-per-views and examine weekly TV to what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, happy Memorial Day weekend. Oh, yeah. We got a three-day weekend. I'm yeah, finally. Three. How's everything going? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? Uh, been been super busy with work. I tried taking off Wednesday and ended up taking off like an hour during the day and then working at night. So, oh, shit. little little too much, little too much work lately. So this this weekend is perfect. Like had a half day today for the, the last hour early for Memorial Day. So nice to kind of catch up and and uh, relax and enjoy enjoy some some of the Chicago weather that's finally coming through. Oh, aren't you lucky? Yeah, but of course, though. No, I'll go ahead. We're at like 97 degrees already during the day. Yeah. So. It was like 56 today and it felt amazing. So you kind of know. But last night I had the, uh, watched, uh, had, was nice enough. It was about 75 at night. It was a really nice night. So I was outside watching Stanley Cup playoffs on my iPad and on the big projector. I was watching, uh, Star Wars, uh, Empire Strikes Back and I'm ready for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, you know, quite, quite a nice night. So. Oh, no. Oh, you're, uh, so, so there's a new Star Wars thing coming out? Or yeah. Something? It came out today. Yeah. The Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, um, I don't know, prequel before the Star Wars. It's like a, you know, a little TV series, so. Oh, gotcha. First two episodes. I have, I have no clue of any of the any no, okay. characters or anything like that, so I don't even, like, the, it's so intimidating to, like, start, even if I wanted to. Yeah. You know, like, there's so many different series and spinoffs, and I, I don't even know. I just say, yeah, yeah, when people talk about it. Yeah, I know. You're well, yeah, about. like, I'm a fan of it, and then, like, you get into someone that's a fan of it, like, a real fan of it, and I'm like, all right, sorry, I don't know what they're called. Like, I don't know that name <laughs> of that droid, sorry. Like, right. I'm, I'm a failure. I'm sorry, well, so. Well, similar with wrestling. Well, right, yeah, it's yeah. similar, like, oh, you like wrestling? Like, and they're right. like, Hulk Hogan, you're like, no, what about Damien Demento, right? <laughs> exactly. Tell me a really exactly. fan, so. I'm exactly. sure it's far away, so. Uh, let's get, let's get going, and, uh, you know, building, uh, you know, these ones are definitely gonna be the build up to SummerSlam. I kind right. of switch it focus, right? We had King of the Ring, and then we kind of, kind of a little wall, and then we kind of got, every, everything was building up to the Body Slam Challenge, and now it's like, completely every, everything they do is about, um, SummerSlam. So we'll get started on the 7-2 Raw, or sorry, 7-12 Raw, July 12th Raw. This is taped in the back half of the other one, because uh, my first note is Macho Man did not change his clothes. Exactly. Uh, so if they're trying to make it live, he looks ridiculous in that he's either been wearing it for a week straight or took it immediately to the dry cleaners, but I don't know how you take that outfit to the dry cleaners. So uh, that was my first note that I had to take. So a little bit of uh, a poor planning on their part for not having him getting changed. Um, and then we start off right away with, uh, Yokozuna and, and, and Crush, um, as, as, as the first match. Um, so, uh, this was a great, I thought a really fun match. Uh, we talked about Crush before that as a guy that could have possibly slammed Yokozuna and the Trepid, like maybe they were going for him. Uh, so I thought it was great start. The crowd was super hot. Um, actually Crush nails a big boots and knocks Yoko out of the ring. Uh, and gets a huge chance. Uh, for the, then the, then the match kind of slows down with the Yoko taking over. 
the nerve hold he does, of course, uh, they kind of oh. timed that perfectly, right, that it goes into the break. Uh, and they actually got a huge chant for Crush there. So I thought it was well-timed, like, from a TV standpoint. Okay, the most boring move there is is right mm-hmm. into a commercial break, and you get a chant going. So I think they timed that out okay. Uh, after Crush kind of hulks up out of that, he gets a really close three count, and the crowd definitely bit that Crush was going to win, which is, you know, crazy to think of Crush winning the championship. Um, and then... Crush goes up to the top rope, which doesn't make sense. He's <laughs> not a high flyer. And Fuji knocks him with the flag. Uh, Heenan, I thought, was great on this, saying that he lost his footing and slipped. Uh, but at this point, uh, you know, the match kind of switches. Vince turns to Luger immediately. So from going from Crush could possibly win this to Luger's the only man that could beat Yoko. Uh, and then they do a massive bonsai drop uh, on, on uh, Crush. And one, two, three, and Yoko's our winner. So I don't know if you had anything about the match before, kind of the aftermath. <clears throat> Yeah, so like a few things. So like what you were saying kind of played into it, how they kind of went to Luger, and I, I don't like how they made Crush like an ancillary character in this by doing that. Like as a as a background, you know, he he's obviously lesser than Luger kind of thing when he's really you know one of your top faces. Like you can tell by the crowd, like the crowd was eating Crush up. You know, like Yoko, yep. like Yoko when he like I hate when he gets into like the nerve hole because he just like fats all over him like he doesn't like work it he doesn't you know he's, he's sweating he, yeah he's like he's like he's got to look like shit like is this really what i want to do for the rest of my life kind of look and so like that like brought it to a halt but crush being so like the crowd being so vested in him you know built the the action back up a little bit with that so i like that um like I think Crush's tights are phenomenal and it's like this is a this is like a WWE elite figure that we need right now with this yeah. with this like colorway that he has. Um but yeah, I, I I pretty much echo everything else you said about the match that uh you know, Crush is good in this spot. You know, there was one other thing that they uh they opened with a flower ceremony with with Yoko and he kinda like tossed the flowers down on the ground, like showing that he was so pissed that he got body slammed, so that was a nice little touch to show character work there with that in the beginning. Yeah, and they they did bring this up that it, during the early part of the match. Of that that's a good point. I didn't add that, but they talked about how um, Yoko is a meaner meaner champion right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of plays up into the aftermath. I don't know if you want to talk about what happens after the match, but I, I missed that point. But that's a great point to bring up. You know that he's yeah. A, he's champion. So he does. He gives them the the you know post match uh, like in succession bonsai treatment and to the point where Randy Savage has to come into the ring and and save Crush. So is Savage is Savage like showing that he's more of an ally towards Crush or is he just like the the good guy in the situation? Like can't stand to see what's going on. We don't know. Like we'll see how that plays out as far as um, Savage is concerned. Like if he's what role he's going to play in this, but. Um, I think it sucks that it was crushed that they had to like kind of sacrifice this too, but it also helps build Yoko at the same time. So I'm kind of like torn on like how I feel about it, I guess. I'm, I'm definitely not down on it because yeah. it's, your, it's your champion regardless. Like your champion should be able to do whatever. Like he should be the guy that conquers whatever, but you know, it just sucks that it was crushed, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I, I definitely remember this match, like, verbatim, and I remember thinking Crush was going to win this, so I'm kind of oh, disappointed wow. it was Crush. I think the only other guy, you know, that probably should have come in here, because you can't have, like, a jobber come in here, right? Like, they got to mm-hmm. build him up, 
like would have been Hacksaw Jim Duggan, right? Would be mm-hmm. like the other guy to kind of do this too. But they've already done it too once, right? Like he's kind of already taken him out. So I guess they were kind of in a, in a trap. Uh, also, they had a bunch of, you know, t- uh, Tatanka came out, a couple jobbers came out, and they couldn't stop Yoko. So like it took Tatanka, Savage, and jobbers all to get um, uh, crushed to safety. And Savage also took a chair, but it was not your typical folding chair. It was like this right. old bingo hall chair. It's just so funny. It's like I don't even know how that would hurt to hit him with. Like it's you know, just we're so used to the, the the aluminum you know shots of the head or back. But I don't even know how that chair would even hurt if you used it on someone. So I thought that was pretty funny. So uh, yeah, disappointed to see Crush kind of go go down this way, um, and uh, they they take him out on a stretcher, and uh, a little bit later. Savage, Savage. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you had this comment, but they they call back to Savage about what's happening. He said, "Well, he's gonna have to go somewhere different, more more better than the uh, Manhattan Center, which is clearly just a hospital." But Savage did not say it, so I thought the interview right, later right, on was kind of funny. Right. So they clearly taken Crush out for a while uh, with this injury as well. So they definitely make it seem like this is something serious, uh, even though Savage really didn't get that across. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it does help, you know, like to to give Crush a little bit of a breather. But it's just he's just so over with the crowd, and he's a yeah. unique character, you know. So, um, like I said, strong work still by Yoko building the champion. But um, from there, we get a uh, match with the Head Shrinkers against a couple Jobbers. I thought like the, the it's not like Adam Bomb where everything's a, a squash and you kind of get tired of it. The head shrinkers just brutalized these damn jobbers. Like they were just tossing them all over the place and um, just real stiff looking at least. Maybe not you know in the, in actual work, but it just looked pretty stiff. Yeah, uh, they were they were just tossing them around. They kind of like go to the other guy and get him in the ring as well. It's like he just kind of looked kind of scared to get in. They just kind of drag him in and, and dominate him too. Um, so I thought that was a fun little squash. And then just to piggyback off that, um, Tatanka fought the Brooklyn Brawler next. And I don't know. I feel like this one was like, like Brooklyn Brawler is kind of like your name jobber guy. But I feel like this is like bottom of the barrel for Tatanka. Like, what, what are you doing with this? Like, you I don't know. He's kind of in the in the Bigelow feud, but you're kind of giving him a is this a real match? And then it goes kind of long on top of that. Yeah. Um, this straight filler. So the it, while the head shrinkers squash was was just you know perfect for what it is. This is just like a, exactly what I hate seeing in these kind of matches where it's just long, tedious, going nowhere kind of match. So did you have anything to add to those two matches? No, I think it was just I think the match was only given to just put a face that's over. On mm-hmm. there and to win, right? Like Yoko wins, Headshakers wins. Spoilers on the next two matches, but you know they're right. both heels. So I think that's probably why they threw like a uh, a face in here to win. And Tataka's super over still, even though he's kind of you know for a while I've been doing much, but now with Bam Bam, I think he's got a feud. So I'm, I'm sure that's just mm-hmm. the only reason they did it. Right. Um, yeah, I, I did have in my nose for Tataka just. Long match made Tatanka look weaker than he's been, but they did right. do some talking about Bam Bam in the match, so they're still kind of pushing that that feud a little bit. So uh, I like that. Um, they also did a, a preview, which they've kind of been doing on Superstars, and now they added to Roswell previewing the next week. We're going to get a Sean versus Marty rematch for the title. Mm-hmm. So you know, hooking you in on this kind of a little bit weaker of the back half of this Raw. Um, and then they and then they have uh, <laughs> a, a long shot of a girl in a dress. 
which clearly Vince uh, chose this this photo because he just talks about how it's hot outside and it's a hot summer, and they just the camera goes in on this girl in the dress. So clearly Vince had an eye on her uh, for this this shot, and then they go to people outside talking about how Lex deserves a title shot. So this is kind of the big the big angle with Lex right now is. He hasn't done anything to deserve a title shot, so he's going on his Lex Express bus, begging people to to say he needs a title shot. So they interview a bunch of people out front, just saying, "Hey, Lex deserves a title shot." Um, I don't know if you had anything to add on the, the Lex Express. Uh, yeah, train. this is something like I hadn't lived this like you know in real time. Like I I might have seen clips here and there around '93. Like I, I would see it you know sporadically, but this Lex Express is such bullshit. Like. How does he get a title shot over the, a guy that beats three studs of the promotion in one night, right? right? The king of the ring is the literal title, but let's just forget about him. Not even give him his rematch from WrestleMania either. Let's just forget about him and give it to some guy that does a hip hop. And then there's these fans. Like, it's such, like, there's this one kid. He goes on for, like, a minute and a half talking about Luger. Like, he's just going into business for himself, like. Yep. And you can tell someone off screen is like telling him like wrap it up, kid. Like what the fuck? Because he kind of like looks off to the side, and you can tell someone's telling him like all right, let's get let's get off the segment. He kind of like wraps it up real quick, but um, then you go to like some other like little mouth breather kid who says like ten words. But uh, I I get what they're doing with Lex, like being around the Fourth of July and having like the patriotic character. But I just hate that it's off the heels of. Brett winning the you know first King of the Ring and not getting a title shot. So it's I, I'm a Brett guy, so of course I'm going to be defensive about that. But just the <laughs> logic of it doesn't doesn't make sense, you know. Yeah, I, I I just feel like what they were trying to really get over the Lex was you know we'll see this clip a lot, but him at the Liberty Bell and out in front of the the Lex Express bus. I think they were like this guy can't talk, so the interviews aren't going to work. We don't probably have enough time to, like, who's he going to beat to put him over. So let's just try to get him to feel very American. So I think this is what their thought thought was. Right. Because I don't think in-ring and I don't think interviews were going to get him over. So, um, but, yes, I loved the Lex Express as a kid and definitely uh, was supporting him for SummerSlam. I did well, not get inter- I did not get interviewed for the segment though. <laughs> well, what do, what do you think about like I okay, so like in real time we we've been watching it and the stark contrast from one character to another, like what do you think about that being so like accepted by everybody just from a body slam on a on a boat? Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's kind of weird that everyone got it, but I think people just bought into it more. Right, like a subtle thing, and I mean, mm-hmm. it, they were portraying Yoko as very evil, right? Like for right. a while, and he had just destroyed Hogan, so I could see like people wanting to jump on, you know, anything that to defeat him, right? He seemed like an unstoppable monster, so I think they kind of set that up well. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, obviously, people bit on it from that, so I, uh, I, I definitely but- love. But is it weird that they didn't explain what made Lex want to do it? Like, oh yeah, yeah. they gave, the, you know, they just yeah, they just dropped the narcissist like it never <laughs> right, 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 yeah. So that that is strange. And I thought the narcissist would be a good character, right? Would have been a good character. So it's kind of disappointing that way. Mm-hmm. But well, I'll, I'll I'll climb aboard the Lex Express for right now. But it's 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 gonna be like speed, where if it goes under fifty miles an hour, we're gonna blow this shit up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> 
we got uh, we got two squashes to add. We got Miss. I'll go real quick. Mister Hughes. Uh, mm-hmm. is still here, but he's got the urn. Does this typical squash match? But at the beginning of the match, they bring a wreath down um, that says "Rest in Peace." Uh, two random people bring a wreath down, black wreath, and then he after the match, post match, he goes grabs the wreath and destroys it everywhere. Uh, and then they do have a summer assembly report. Still only Brett and Lawler as that, but they Gene says that there's some big uh, Luger amount, announcements coming uh, very shortly about whether he's going to get his title shot or not. So uh, trying to hook us in there. And then we have our boy Adam Bomb just treading treading water, facing another jobber. Still no feud, still no quality defeats, uh, but he looks good again in victory. And then we wrap with Man on the Mission. Uh, rap and uh, our big guest for next week, Tiny Tim. So we'll, <laughs> oh, yeah. we'll talk about that in the next episode. So hot start to Raw and then kind of just fizzles out. Uh, kind of typical of these like tapings where the hot, the crowd just kind of into it for the first half and the second half is just all jobber mashes and just kind of, you know, put, you know, puts down to the end. I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah, the, the, there was one part where um, when Mr. Hughes comes out to the to the black wreath, he like looks at it and grabs the card, and you know it's supposed to be reading it and takes forever to like react. And, like Vince is even like, well, what's what's taking so long to read the card there? Like, 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 hurry up, damn it! Like we got some, we got stuff to go through, and he just takes forever. So it's kind of hilarious, and they kind of like, flips the shit and tears the wreath up. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this raw overall kind of sucked, like. Crush and Yoko was cool, um, you know, solid opener. But then from there, it just like fell off a cliff yeah. in my head. Um, this is these taping, you know, this was an obvious taping. I hate yeah. when it's like obvious like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, like I, I, I think the things outside of the ring were better than the things in the ring. So, and that definitely. wasn't much comparatively. So, yeah, it's definitely disappointing, especially with the, the. I thought the first match was like very hot and well done. So it starts off hot and like that takes up half my page of notes and then the, the rest of it's only like one sentence like Mr. Hughes next right. <laughs> Adam Bomb right. like that's it because there just there was just nothing to these matches and no storyline I mean the Hughes brief thing is a cool idea but it's mm-hmm. just when they're doing four squashes matches in a row it's just it just kind of over oversaves his welcome so right we're up to superstars next uh, this would be the uh, you know, weekend seven, uh, July seventeenth, still at our taping uh, out in West Virginia. Uh, uh, you know, what I will talk about this is this superstars to me really was building up SummerSlam, talking about uh, Lawler and Brett. So they really egg on Lawler about Bret Hart. I was scared of him, and then definitely a ton of talks about the Lex Express. Um, I don't know if you want to start with the first match, first couple of matches that we yeah. saw. Yeah, so like this, you you nailed it perfectly. I I was I put the same thing in my notes. Like this was the best infomercial so far for <laughs> SummerSlam. Like like they pipe in the the in the beginning. There's like piped in Burger King chants that were so yep. annoying. Like it was so obvious. But Lawler's just playing it to a T. I'm just eating it up every time he's on the screen. Um, first we get like a a quick squash with Tatanka versus the Jobber. Um, simple squash, nothing, you know, you're not getting really anything out of this match. You've seen it a thousand times already, but, 
um, after that, we go to Gorilla. And well, kind of like I, I also have to, I just want to real quick. The Jobber is my favorite. Uh, who does he fight? I gotta get his name. Brian Costello. Oh, he looks Costello. ridiculous. Yeah, yep. with his green shorts and yellow mullets. Yep. So sorry, I just can't not no, talk he, about. He's that guy infamous. Enough. Yeah, he, yeah, he's infamous. So that's a good good call on that. Um, from from there, we get uh, Gorilla recapping like the, the Lex Express, and they're definitely pushing the patriotism real heavy here. Like. I love the I love the gimmick. I just still am not sure if Luger is the guy for it because he just doesn't seem like like he cares about America, like as weird as that yeah. sounds. And I don't know, like the narcissist was so awesome and it just sucks to kinda of see it just like quickly fade. I wish it would have been like more like, oh he's gotta prove he's into America, he's gotta kinda of prove he's a good guy instead of just like Hey, he says he's this, now he's this. So, um, like I said, we're just going to run with it for now, though, just to see kind of where it goes, because it is a big deal in the, in the, you know, lore of wrestling. So we'll just go with it. Um, and then just to piggyback off that, we got Adam Bomb versus another jobber. And I put, I put right here, yeah, I don't see the point of just running him out there over and over with this same, like, squash over jobbers. Like, I, Okay, there's there's two ways to look at Adam Bomb. Like he's um, green as hell, so you don't want to put him. You know, you you want to get him reps or whatever, however you yep. want to say it. In, in that case, you got to get him in there with guys that are better than him, that you know are going to help him along the way. Like they're not right. doing him any favors with this. Like if if, the, if this could be what maybe his tenth match that we've seen, oh, and, easily, and they're all yeah. exactly the same. Like. Yeah. I love Adam Bomb. Like I've, I've, this is like, it. Just sucks that seeing this is making me love him less, and I hate that. So I'm hoping we get something to bite into a little bit sooner. But uh, at least Polo's there to kind of make it a little interesting. But yeah, I'm, I'm just running out of gas with him. Did you have anything to say about those? Uh, yeah, the, the only thing they had was they had the uh, the uh, magazine. They talked about how he's a feature article in the magazine. So uh, that that at least give him like some credibility, like it's nice. So like, I'll pick up the magazine and you know here's something about Adam Bomb, but again, not who he's facing, just like about his Three Mile Island incidents. So uh, and then the other thing I would say, like you, you don't have to have him lose on these squashes. You could have him fight someone. I don't know the easy ones always like hacksaw Jim Duggan. Just have him fight right. him and then get a DQ. Like right. no one's gonna care or double count out. Right, like. Okay, like just do something with him. Right now, he's just nothing. So, uh, it, you know, disappointing uh, mm-hmm. in there. So, um, then then we go to um, we also had a Shawn Michaels interview. So now they've kind of switched Shawn Michaels. Even though they talked about him having a match with Marty, they uh, he's talking about how he can't find Mister Perfect anywhere, and he he wants to find him to fight fight the perfect champion. So uh, you can kind of see maybe they're pivoting towards a Shawn Perfect feud. Um, and then we get our, our big match of the week. Do you want to do this one, or you got you want me to get it? I know I did the crush. Uh, here. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. So um, we get uh, Steiner versus Money Inc. And this is a, a tag title match on Superstars. So like this is a big surprise for me, like having this tag yep. title match be on Superstars. Um, and I, and I, I've said it before, I love the pairing of these two teams. Like this, the the Steiners keep me invested in Money Inc. And then and vice versa, Money Inc. with their Heel works makes the Steiners who aren't the best on the mic. Um, they make them more interesting, you know, by by you know healing it up and and playing to the crowd. So 
Um, I just, I really love this match. Like, I think this is like a, a hidden gem as far as like the, kind of like how like the, the Blake Beverly one, two, three kid match was. I think this is like a match like, you know, no one's going to talk about or anything like that, but I think it was a really good match. And I think like the crowd really gets into them and they bust their ass. Like IRS, who he maybe rightfully so gets shit on a lot. Like he was really working his ass off in this match. Um, you know, he hit Scott with the briefcase at one point. I guess the the one two three and another trope that I hate. I don't know if Dusty Rose is booking like 1993 WWF, but another referee like comes down and reverses the decision, so we get the you know Dusty finish. <laughs> yeah, Dusty finish. So DBRC and IRS lose their shit post match, and they're just playing it so well, like how intense they are about losing this match, and um, you know DBRC with great like logic about the refs, you know, like saying like. You know, in no other sport does another ref come down and, and change the decision. So it's like, like it makes you think, like, yeah, that's true. Like, no other sport does that. Like, you know, overrides the official's decision. And, and and you get it, like, in other matches where they'll say, oh, the, the official's decision is final, you know. It's, but whatever. Like, I, I know I'm ranting about that because I hate that logic. But um, I just think, like, you know, they, they challenge for the belts next week again. And it's just – I'm so invested in this feud. I never thought, like, going in, I would never expect to like this pairing, much less Money Inc., especially where they were at with, like, Hogan and Beefcake. But I, I just – I could watch this every week, This the chemistry between these two teams. Yeah, I mean, I thought the first half of the match was a little slow, given that what we've seen from the Steiners. We've seen, like, hard-hitting. This is a 16-minute match, so I thought the, the first commercial was a little slow. Uh, some headlocks to slow it down just compared to what we saw. But then it definitely picks up the second half. They're definitely both going at it. Both teams are going at it. They have, the both teams are a sweaty mess at the end of this. Um, they definitely mm-hmm. gave it their all for this. Like, even though there were some headlocks early, um, they, at the end, they're both, you know, doing t- a lot of hot tags, uh, or a lot, should I say tags, a lot of tags back and forth and doing a quick move, getting in and out. So I thought they, all four competitors did well. I think you kind of mentioned about how you like this feud. I think they did set it up, even though I kind of said it was like silly to have the title changes so quickly. But they, you know, I think that gave the the everyone everyone in the crowd like, okay, anything could happen between these two teams. Like they've been back and forth, kind of on even playing fields. Um, so everyone bit the you know fake win by Money Inc., which I think is kind of adds to it, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. Money Inc.'s beat them before, so of course they can win on this. Uh, but then you kind of mentioned the convolutedness of the the um, the referee coming down, which is always a confusing thing in wrestling. I know was, when I was a kid, like I would be so pissed. I'm like, where's the other ref? Or anytime it came to a face, like hoping the ref would come out and reverse the decision. So I definitely would have bid on this. Uh, I've been happy for it. Uh, but <laughs> I, I do like that IRS, like once the decision happens, he grabs a briefcase and like throws it down in anger. So Money Inc. is showing like a lot of uh, fight and, uh, which is crazy because Million Dollar Man's like not long for this, and you would think he'd be like kind of checked out, but he's him and IRS are both putting a good effort into this these matches, um, and so they they do have the great interview afterwards, and they think they they're asking for a uh, rematch next week, saying they're robbed. So pretty good, pretty good stuff. I don't know if you had anything else to add. Nope, I'm all good with that. And then we just run out with uh, another Mr. Hughes. He's got the urn still. Uh, during the match, they do confirm that the Steiners have accepted the rematch. So big match next week for Superstars again, which, again, I think builds up that Superstars, there's stuff happening on it still. Uh, we've seen some Superstars lately where there kind of been nothing happening, but 
you know, big title match with the, with a kind of fake swerve and, you know, another match next week. And then uh, during the Mr. Hughes match, they do bring out the wreath again. The two randoms bring out the wreath. And um, again, after the match, he does a full destruction of it. I like his destruction of it, too. Like he throws right. it against the ring, which he kind of destroys all of it. His anger is pretty good. So I like the, the aggression of Mr. Hughes for this. Uh, and that's our superstars. Anything else that I missed along the way? Nope, we're all done with that one. All right, so next we're uh, live again uh, for for a Raw. This is at the uh, – sorry, July 19th Raw. Um, so we started with uh, some some clips of the, the Lex Express, and then throughout – the 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 night they're going to be talking about the next weekend is going to be the decision on Lex. So everyone get their you know memos into Jack Tunney. So that's a big part of this raw. But we start off with the Sean Marty match. Um, big pop for Marty uh, coming out to the Rockers music. The crowd, given it's live, is crazy for this. I you know I think even bigger than they were for the Crush match. Um, I, this is I thought was a really really fun match. Uh, three segments. Um, in there, there's a awesome uh, DDT to get a pin. Um, Marty gets the pin, gets one, two, three, but this is one where Michaels has his foot on the ropes. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually think he was too late on it. I actually don't think he got it in time. Uh, so Marty thinks he's win, jumping up and down. Um, they cut to commercial break during it, so you kind of confused if Marty had really won, and you get back from break, and they decide you know Marty really hasn't won. I thought there was a whoop there in his chant during that, but also massive Marty chants throughout this match. So Marty is definitely someone they that's still over. I just can't believe he's still over at this time frame. Um, and I think a guy they could have done a lot more with. Um, so the kind of end of the match, um, Marty throws Sean into into the top to the ropes. Um, he's about to oh do what I mentioned one thing he does the, he also does the rocker dropper on Sean which I'm shocked he yeah. actually did given that there was a you know lawsuit years ago yep. I guess he felt safe doing it with Marty or with Sean being the one to receive it right. uh, so Sean gets the end of the match is Sean gets tied up in the ropes Marty kind of does goes for like a flying cross Marty and Michael's just unmoves and Marty takes a massive bump over the top rope and lands on that concrete now what I don't understand is then diesel which my notes say worthless again, decides rather than take the count out, throws him back into the ring, and Michaels is able to get the get the pin one, two, three. Uh, I, I love this match. It was a three-segment match. There were false finishes. Mar- Marty looked like a star. You know, you kind of get Michaels winning. You know, the only thing I would say was, like, negative of is, like, Diesel's kind of worthless still just standing out there, and then I don't understand why he couldn't take the, like, why he wouldn't let his, his guy have just a count out win. So great, great, great match. I don't know what you had to add. Oh, I love this match. So, like, I think um, this is the this is maybe not the exact moment, but this is to me, at least in my mind's eyes, is when Shawn Michaels becomes Shawn Michaels. So, like, the whole package, like when he comes out, he's got the black tights and and how he looks in contrast to Diesel. I think he's really starting to find himself now. Like, you know, he he's stuck with he's not stuck with, but he's staying with Diesel now. Um, he, he plays the, the chicken shit heel well because he's got his big, big bodyguard there. And Marty's his nemesis, which he works you know effortless, effortlessly with. Um, and it's you you hit the nail on the head when you said like Marty is so over with this crowd, like it's such a missed opportunity with him, you know, and all of his problems and everything that 
Um, he couldn't make it work because I feel like he would have really played a, a big role, especially coming up, like, you know, with the turn that's coming in the, in the company. Um, yep. So it just sucks that he kind of, like, is in and out so many different times instead of, like, sinking his teeth into something. Um, these two just have, like, the perfect chemistry. Like, this is the match. Like, everyone talks about the, the previous Raw match and the Royal Rumble match, but this match yep. is so good and should definitely be, like, I feel I feel like this match was better than the Rumble match, to be honest. Oh, both matches, I think. Oh, I think it's better yeah. than both. I, I, you know, those probably lead into, like, the false finish, false finishes, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think that helps out. Like, even, like, the rocker dropper, like, I thought, oh, man, Marty could win on this, right? Like, so I think those help build it a little bit more. Um, yeah, I think it's as, just as good as the Rumble match. Uh, but I think, like, the fact that you know Marty might be able to win probably makes the crowd a little harder, hotter for this. Right, like I, and I think that you know, having having shown that Marty's already beaten Sean like for the title, and then that builds more suspense, which, like you said, makes this match better. Um, you know, it, it's it's kind of like the the last piece of the puzzle, kind of, and like having Sean's character developed as it has, uh, it just makes the setting different. Like, like it's three matches in the same calendar year, but it's yep. three completely different like settings and standings of where the guys are at, like. You know, Marty's out here in freaking Max Moon tights still. And, yep. you know, Sean's got the black, all black, and Diesel with the studded, you know, jacket on. It's just they're completely different directions. So, yeah, I, I completely love this match, and I agree 100%. So, um, from there, we get an uh, interview with Money Inc. in the ring. So, um, you know, they're just, Vince is kind of talking with them, and DiBiase just brings up Razor Ramon, like being a loser. Uh, so kind of, you're kind of getting your, what we've seen lately of you have someone that's in a major feud, but they also have this like pivot feud where yep. like it's a, it's a B show kind of feud. So Razor comes out, um, and like, this is like one of the like iconic looks of his too, with like the, I don't know, pink <laughs> or salmon pants. I don't know what color you would call that pants. And I think there's actually a figure of this, uh, attire too of him. But uh, he comes out, and, you know, D.B. Officer is offering him money because now he's kind of getting a little intimidated. But Razor attacks uh, Money, Inc., and this is such a uh, beautiful, uh, natural turn for Razor because the crowd's been cheering him anyways, even as a heel. And he's so cool. He's the coolest guy on the roster. Like, yep. he's just some, he belongs as a babyface. So, like, this, even though it's kind of already been building up as him as a face, I feel like this is, like, the, the stamp because he attacked Money Inc. the way he did, and the crowd's just roaring behind him. So, you know, like, where Luger's is kind of, like, contrived a little bit, and it's kind of forced, this one felt more organic, and it felt like, you know, the perfect um, placement. So I'm just really looking forward to hearing, you know, Razor more in interviews and, and going forward, being in Kids Corner, that kind of thing. Um, so basically it's like it's more of a face turn for Razor as the, as the background, just kind of, Kind of sticking up for kids, saying, you know, like, he's, you know, better than what you think he is, just because he's smaller than you kind of thing. Yep. Don't um, underestimate him, but um don't know if you had anything to add about that, about that interview. Uh, no, I, I loved it. Uh, the I mean, huge razor chance. So they've quickly, quickly transitioned him to baby face. Like, the moment he comes out, there's this massive razor chance. So he's definitely over. He's, like, one of the biggest over faces, like, he, I feel like he's already more over than like Crush was or Tatanka. I think he's, yeah, I think he's probably number 
two maybe behind Brett. Yeah, T- well, Taker, Taker. I would think Taker. Taker's still at that level. Yeah, take Brett above him. I think Taker and Brett are above him, but then then it's probably Razor right now. Like, okay, yeah, I can see it because Razor's not ingrained enough yet, and Taker's yeah. got a little bit more equity. So yeah, I can I can see that. When you could beat Giant so, Gonzalez, when you could beat Giant Gonzalez, you get extra right, credit. Yeah, right. I mean, what's what's yeah? What was I thinking? That's, that's insane. You're right. Um, so from there we get uh, Men on a Mission versus a couple of dollars, <laughs> and Vince is losing his shit. Like Vince, Vince almost like <laughs> he obviously doesn't listen to this music. He's just doing like the grandstanding like oh god here's a couple of black guys this is hip-hop yeah. like you know like he, it, it's just so i don't it's like unintentional hilar- hilarity like i don't know it's just funny as hell and the crowd is so into men on a mission um yeah. what's crazy is how big a song there there it is was at this time i don't think uh like i worked for a company that uh had a commercial about this song for okay. a while, uh, with the ice cream, and <laughs> it uh, it uh, I, I didn't realize how big this was because Two Cold Scorpio is wrestling in WCW at the same time, and he's getting the same chant. Uh, yep. like heavy whoop there it is chance for for men on a mission during this match. Um, there, and then there's a point where like towards the finish, like they're setting up that that splash or whatever, and Oscar's kind of like in the camera's face and almost like cuts off the finish like still in the glory like bro like you're you're just a hype man chill out let them get over yeah. um and, and we've only seen a couple matches from men on a mission but they've been fun kind of freak show big guys kind of doing some athletic stuff kind of thing so pretty fun stuff from them so far yeah the, i i wrote that right in my notes i said razor was about to win most new gen most new gen outfits but men on a mission Instantly destroyed them the moment they come out. Uh, They look they look uh, ridiculous for now, looking back. But at the time, I'm sure it was like what everyone was wearing, Um, and crazy off color squares and triangles and uh, all the neon colors you could imagine. But just massive pop, crowd into it. Oscar leading leading the charge. Uh, So uh, uh, you know, a great debut for them on Raw, and definitely something Vince like can see and be like, "Yep, this this worked." Like even though we're keeping a hot thread, like this is this is gonna work. So I like that, uh, and that leads into a SummerSlam report, and with J- Gene dancing like he's rapping, like oh he, my god, he does not know it is some of the worst dancing I've ever seen. So it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Clearly taped too, so like the audio knows right. something. It was so bad. Uh, so thanks, thanks Gene. And they also th- this is a SummerSlam report. Um, Sponsored by Chevy Trucks, so I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a anything like that sponsored. So like, I don't know if this is Vince thinking something different. Like, hey, I should reach out and start getting sponsorship, but um, you know, sponsored by something different. So I kind of like it, but uh, that's also something they had uh, done for the uh, Body Slam Challenge that the winner would get a Chevy truck. So obviously, it's some deal with Chevy at the time. Uh, so there's been two matches decided Brett versus Lawler, which we've kind of known for a couple weeks now. And then they just announced there's a rest in peace match between Giant Gonzalez and The Undertaker. Uh, it's kind of weird that they're putting up that Taker's going to fight Gonzalez so early, even though it seems like Mr. Hughes for last week was still kind of around and he had the reef and stuff. So kind of interesting they've kind of pivoted to Giant Gonzalez already. 
I kind of thought they would have had maybe announced the Mr. Hughes match, and then he disappears. I'm not really sure what happens. but And then this weekend's going to be the big Jack Tony decision to figure out who Yokozuna is going to fight at, um, at at SummerSlam. Uh, and then we get a big call to uh, action. They kind of go back to Lex Express again saying, uh, you know, this is it. This is your last weekend to get – last week to get stuff in. It's called the Action Campaign. Uh, crazy 90s music in the background for it. Uh, they got in front of the Liberty Bell, signing with kids. I kind of like it, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from that standpoint. He, see, he seems pretty genuine for it. So and – they're and, and they're uh, definitely – with the kids definitely picking – you know, definitely showing some uh, – this guy's – wants to be your champion, your your new Hulk Hogan. So I, I liked it and definitely I was at the age of this, so I definitely was all in on it. I was definitely looking for the last Express Bros to show up in Chicago with me. <laughs> uh and then we do get uh, Tiny Tim singing. Um as we mentioned in the last thing, the big the big guest for this week is Tiny Tim, so he does a little singing in the background saying he's pumped for the King's Court. Uh and I'm gonna do the next match if you don't mind. We got yeah. unless unless you really are Bastion no, Booger no, no. Mark. All no. right, so we get Bastion Booger. The announcement four hundred eight pounds. I actually thought he looked decent in this match. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he had a nice leg drop, I thought, and just was kind of moving pretty quickly. Like he wasn't a slob like uh, when he was Friar Ferguson. So I know you've kind of talked about. It. I know other people have too that he's had some good matches with uh, Owen Hart and Stampede. Mm-hmm. So you kind of see that like here, like he looks kind of athletic. You just kind of get overweight, almost like the. I'm not going to compare it to Adrian Adonis, but that type of thing, right? Like yeah, he's got some yeah. talent in athletic uh, as a big guy, but he kind of looks silly. Um, mm. And that's where I think Bastion Booker is right now. Like he's overweight. His looks disgusting, but I thought he actually looked pretty good. And in this, they announced that Bret Hart and uh, is going to fight Bam Bam next week. So rematch uh, of the finals from uh, King of the Ring. So uh, decent match for a squash for, for Bastion Booker. I think, again, I think it's the best he's looked. I don't have anything to add. Yeah, no, I had the same thing in my notes that he was actually decent here, and the commentary just spent the whole time just shitting on him, like talking about yeah. how nasty he was and how slot. Like, look at this freak, and it's almost Smart like jokes. Yeah, it's like it's almost like Vince like brought him in just to make fun of him instead of, and you know, I get the character making fun of the character, but I feel like he really is like repulsed by this guy and he just wants yeah. to go out there and like shit on him the whole time so um kind of weird to kind of that's the way you get him over because it's not i don't know he doesn't work like that like in the ring he's actually solid enough but yeah t- decent little squash and i think he he looked pretty good here and then uh from there we get uh king's core oh. times him and so this this it was weird because when I was watching this, I have seen this as a kid at some point because I remember thinking this was Weird Al Yankovic when he came out. Like <laughs> as, as a kid, like as a seven-year-old, I remember thinking, why is Weird Al Yankovic on wrestling? So I had to have caught this, you know, I can just remember this part. And it was so weird with him coming. It's like, what? I don't know what made them put him on the show. Oh, like, it's so – makes no sense. I, yeah, it's so random. It's like Lawler is just killing him the whole time, and he's he he doesn't have like the the wit, or he's he's too nice to have like you know like the to play into it enough. He's too nice of a guy, and it's like Lawler says stuff like he looks like an unmade bed with his with his, with his outfit, and <laughs> like Tiny Tim is like he's so meek, like he's too damn quiet on the mic, so he can't even like fire back or anything. 
Um, and then he tells him to like start singing his, you know, famous song. And as soon as he starts singing, he cuts him off. And I'm like, oh man, the king is on fire with this. Like, I, I think it was so smart for them to put him with Lawler because in Memphis, you know, Lawler has a, a tradition of working with like all these celebrities. Like, you right. know, he's, he's worked with Kaufman. He's worked with, you know, other guys. He's worked with like, um, Adam West and just like random people. You know, he, he has a knack of like, doing his research on the person and kind of going in at him and, and making it seem personal. So I think this was like the, the perfect guy. Um, I know he like talks about his like radio show and he even says like, if you get on the air, people will, th- will threaten to quit breathing. Yeah. I thought that was like one of the best lines he's had. Um, and then all of a sudden like tiny Tim like builds up the courage to, to fight back a little bit. And he, and he calls him dairy queen with like the, worst delivery ever. Like just the way he's like super slow. <laughs> Yes, it was like so slow and doesn't even like sting or anything. So King just grabs the ukulele and smashes the hell out of it. And I was just loving the hell out of this segment. I did not think I would like the segment at all. I love this because of Jerry Lawler. Like, like Tiny Tim sucks so bad, but in the best way. And Lawler just made it work. Yeah, it just makes no sense. Right. I don't know when Tiny Tim was relevant, but I don't think in 93. I'm pretty exactly. sure. <laughs> so I'm not yeah, sure why exactly. it came out, right? It's like I it almost kind of I I I remember the segment like feeling bad for him because I'm like, why are we picking on this guy? Like it just it's such a weird segment. But Waller does do a good job picking on him, like as as far as like it not making any any sense. I think it, he does do a good job picking on him. So um, I, I I did enjoy that, and then of course the the classic like smashing his. Uh, as they say, world famous ukulele. I'm guessing it was not his uh, most famous one, but uh, right. it kind of does put over Lawler as kind of a jerk. So I, I think that that does well, and he's and like you mentioned, he's done this before. So I think it adds some um, to to the feud that he's going to got going on with Brett um, Brett Hart. This guy's just a complete jerk. So I definitely think there's anger towards him from uh, the crowd. So I thought I thought that was well done. It just doesn't make sense who they brought in. Like Weird Al makes more sense than Tiny Tim. Right, and so, maybe and it, that's why I thought that, you know. Yeah, yeah. He just—he's just not—he's just not someone in the know at this point in time. So crazy. Uh, and then we got one last match. Uh, one, two, three. Kid comes out to fight a jobber, uh, and I thought this was really great ending. The jobber match is kind of nothing for one, two, three. Kid. I mean, like we saw his Blake Beverly match, which I thought would have been like so much better to see him fight like someone with some talent. Doesn't have to be someone good, but just let him let him go all out there. Like, but he did with big. Blake Beverly uh, with the Beverly's. I'd rather see that than kind of this. But Money Inc. kind of comes out to the front entrance. Um, and then right away, Razor Ramon comes out and kind of supporting the kid. So it's kind of weird now. Razor's with the kid. Uh, well, I don't know if with the kid, but he's definitely kind of like got his back, right? He's not going after the yeah. kid right now. He's kind of going after Money Inc. So Money Inc. blocked the front entrance. One, two, three makes a pin. It's kind of scared and kind of just runs through the crowd. So an easy kind of escape, kind of out, out, uh, smarted, um, outsmarted Money Inc. there. But, uh, and then at the end, Razor and Money Inc. get right into it and the refs have to stop them. So definitely building up a Money Inc. Razor feud. So I like that ending segments. I don't know if you have anything to add. No, I thought, I just thought this was a good, you know, like, like we've said, you know, a few times, like if you're going to have a squash and it's not um, building a guy or putting a guy over, at least have like a storyline around it. And this is yep. what this was meant to be. So I think this is a perfect end to Raw. And I think it was, 
you know, like playing the, like the the sequence of this match coming off of the King's Court was perfect. Like this is yeah. you know, something that's not and too, the inter- too heavy. And off the interview too, right? Like you had right. the interview where like Razor's clearly over. So like bring that guy back out, right? Like you always like hear about that. Like you show him once and then you bring him out again for the big pop. And that like definitely the crowd was all in on Razor for that. Exactly. Uh, and that's it. Should we do our plugs? Uh, that, that's the end of this Raw. So we got one more Superstars left. Should we do quick plugs real real quick and then uh, move on to Superstars? Does that sound like a good uh Yes, good sir. Plan? So um, what I've just been you know noticing lately is uh, Aaron is back with a, a new series. And um, instead of a year that was, he's going to focus on the wrestler that was. And he's kind of yes. you know, picking a wrestler and kind of going into – He's diving in, like, um, not just, like, their in-ring work. He's kind of looking at the characters, kind of looking at their through lines and all that kind of thing, and I'm so pumped for this. Like, not only to see, like, you know, what characters he does, but just the the um, fact that it's not just, like, an in-ring work, you know, star rating kind of thing, like, because that's right up, you know, our alley. Like, we, we look at the whole picture, so. Yeah. Um, I'm pumped to hear, like, Jake was the first one. Awesome got it to go first because it's not like too dense, but it's also like a really good character that's well rounded, so it's a really good listen. Um then you also have uh Marcus and Tim are doing a really good series that I like with this high low. Um where they're taking yep. like the G W W E which is going on right now and they're taking like you know, they're they're setting a timer for thirty minutes and they're just, you know, going down a list of wrestlers and they're saying if they think he's you know, higher than 50 or lower than 50 on their list, and then they're kind of telling you why. And it doesn't, you know, they don't stay too long on one person. They kind of just go through it to try and get it in 30 minutes, and, um, you know, they got great chemistry. So that's, that's a really good listen to. Uh, that's pretty much the, the new ones on, on the feed that I'm into. Did you have anything you wanted to give a shout-out to? No, I, have, I haven't listened to that yet, but it's like such a cute – cool idea and i listened like the first three minutes and then need to get back to them so i saw they released the second one the other day so really excited about that uh and then we got of course every wednesday the jenny position um killing as always with their uh various variety of shows um and then you know 9021 no so i'm not the biggest fan of 90210 but uh i i do like the jt and and uh uh, Tim Cable bringing a different guest each week, so they're really kind of getting good variety on there. Uh, you kind of mentioned the new Aaron George show. Uh, they're still doing the now entering the Rumble and also doing the greatest uh, title change of all time. So they're always busy on uh, with no holds barred. Definitely bringing a ton of stuff and a ton of other pods on there on the North South Connection. Um, I was just a quick plug for myself. I, I was able luckier lucky enough to do the yep. last ever Cardoso uh, today. today. Yeah, so we're gonna take a they're gonna take a little hiatus on it uh, for a little bit uh, as we got through 1986, but uh, they'll still be on the archives and some good listens there and a good place to check other people out for a quick six to ten minute uh, listen. So uh, that's kind of what's happened on the North South Connection. Yes, sir. Right, we're into the last superstars. Uh, this is from a new arena uh, out in Pennsylvania. I actually love the look of this arena. I don't know if you kind of noticed that, but like. It's kind of got like uh, at the top of it, it's got a ton of glass windows, so it's, it must have taped this during the day, so it's daylight. Uh, so it really adds a different flair to what you normally see from a darkened arena. So I kind of like the look of this arena. I don't know if you had anything to add on the. On no, the, on I, I, 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize it was like a new arena, but I did notice the difference in it, and yeah, yeah. I, I really like this too. So, yeah, it definitely looks less like a high school gym or just like a you know a lot of these they've gone to like big arenas and they're like clearly not a big crowd, so it's like dark, right? Because they're trying to show mm-hmm. that they don't ha- they have a full crowd. This kind of looked really good. So, um, we start off with uh, with. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, our boy, back. So I'm guessing oh. they brought him back. He's been gone for a while. Like, we haven't talked about him for, I don't know, probably before he had your baby, right? Like, yeah. it's been a while. So uh, they they give out, I'm guessing, I, I put my notes, I'm guessing they're handing out mini flags because everyone is waving a little American flag. So Duggan gives a little speech before his match. He's proud to be American. And he's really proud of Lex Luger. Uh, so <laughs> definitely getting over the Duggan's American. So I I like this. If you're gonna go all in on the all American, like get Duggan out there. Like he's, you know, we talked about Razor being the third most over. Like Duggan is almost there as well. Like the crowd loves him. There's huge USA chance uh, throughout his match. Um, he's he's not good in ring. He doesn't look in good shape. But I think if they're gonna go the pro American, this is a good guy to bring back. So I'm not sure how long he'll stay, but I was shocked when I saw him coming to the ring. Well, I, so I put my notes, I'm like, what, what the fuck is he doing here? Like, I thought he was gone when he dropped that, like, uh, that rap video. I thought, like, that was his way out when he was in the, in the video. I thought, like, <laughs> that was a perfect swan song yeah. for him. And I was openly rooting for Dwayne Gill in this match. Like, I'm, I'm ready for Hacksaw <laughs> to go. Like, I, like, I, I wanted Gilbert to come out and just spear him and, and finish it. But, um, I, I think you're right that they brought him back because of the Lex tie-in. Like, he's not officially gone. He was probably just shelved or whatever. But, um, you know, being that it's Lex, they, they got somebody that can add some credibility. And Hacksaw is good for that. So I do, I do get that. I, yeah. I wish it was on the screen or something instead of a match. I'm tired of seeing him. Um, and then uh, from there, from that quick little match, uh, we get Tony on the phone with Vince and – um, I don't know about you. I I can't stand Jack Tony. Like he's so oh, he's terrible. Yeah, he, he's on the phone and Tony says like Luger gets the shot and and has to wear a forearm pad. So, so we're just gonna like you know not say anything about Brett getting like his his rematch and and win the King of the Ring. It's like we're just really just gonna go over that. And I feel like Tony's delivery is so terrible. Like with Vince, Vince like people didn't. You know, smart fans knew and older people. I know he was the owner of the company at this time, but yeah, uh, you, if you're listening to this, Vince comes off as a better, you know, like authoritative figure than Tony does in the conversation. Tony just he's so dry, and I, yeah. I can't stand when he delivers these kind of messages. <laughs> yeah, even the audio feed was terrible. Like it wasn't very, very, very clear on the audio feed. Like that, it wasn't like very crisp, right? Like they didn't show him like a like it was like they showed a still photo of him, and then it was talking on like a phone. So like it was poorly done. And then I would I would mention my son came down the other day when I was watching this, and he's like, "Oh, J C K," and I was like, "Oh, you know how to read?" So I told my wife immediately, "I was like, right. oh, Jack knows how to read now. He uh, knows how to read Jack Tunney. So that's his his hero. So don't talk bad about Jack Tunney because it's my son's favorite thing because it's his namesake. So." I was right. dying at that. Yeah, I was like, but he's so bad. And then, like, even they kind of cut him off because he says he gets the title shot. And, like, <laughs> Tony's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot about the, the, the U.S. pad. He's got to wear it. Um, So it's it kind of like real kind quick. Of failed that, too. Yeah, like, that was, like, supposed to be a big reveal. But it, the way his delivery did not make it seem that way. 
Uh, I'll let you get yeah, the next. And then, oh, uh, God. Yeah so, yeah, so from there we get uh, debuting. Am I right? Uh, yeah. I was, well, this is my uh, notes. Is like, yeah, like no vignettes. Do we miss them? Like, that's my notes. Like, do we miss yes. them? Yes. So it's. I I don't I looked I kind of looked back to like a few different notes. I don't think anything of him. Uh, they don't even like hype this up as a debut when he's coming out. Like, right. It's so weird. So like Ludwig Borga is, is the guy we're talking about here versus Jobber, um, and he jumps him at the bell too. So he's really intense. He's really jacked. Uh, awesome look of a character here. Uh, very athletic. Uh, wins with a flying clothesline, which was very weird. Uh, there's no like impactful finisher that kind of like leaves the crowd in awe. Like, yeah, she would have done that. Um, in commentary, they're pushing Finland very heavy, like Helsinki references and all kinds of things. Just kind of like you know where he's from. I just thought this was so weird that he did. I feel like they they had a plan for to hype him up and it didn't mesh with what they were doing already or something. They kind of scrapped it, but. It was just very weird, especially from what we're about to see later on, um, as the debut goes. Yeah. It, it was just, I, I, I like that he's here now. Like, I like these characters starting to come in and be like, like the, the lifeblood of the promotion that we're kind of like letting the old guard go and letting these new guys come in. But this was just, I don't know. It was kind of weird. It was, uh, that's all I'll say. It was weird. Not good or bad. Just weird. Yeah. I mean, I also like his music. But I, my first note was like, wait, I can't believe he's here. Like, did we miss the vignettes? I'm like, did we miss him? I don't remember. Like, it was it was very strange. And I know he does vignettes, so it's kind of crazy that, like, we didn't see him. Like, I've definitely seen Lubick Vorga talking about, like, the American education system and stuff like that. Uh, he's a weird guy in that, the, like, Finland is not really, like, our enemy, right? Like, Soviet Union would have made sense. But Russia, like, no, Finland, the evil Finland, which I just, again, never would – Never would know uh, that to be our, our evil here or evil uh, enemy, but uh, I actually yeah. put in my notes too that the jobber actually got some offense in, which is kind of weird for a debut. Like normally it's just like pure beat down two minutes, uh, but the the jobber actually got some offense in, which is kind of rare for these like debuting squashes. So, uh, right. so he look he's got a cool look to him, right? And a cool music, and but it's just kind of a weird kind of gimmick. So. Um, to start us off, then we get uh, face to face with one, two, three kid and Tatanka. Tatanka, kid had nothing really to say, but Tatanka definitely is all in on Bam Bam. Uh, and we we get later on that we're gonna have a Sherry Luna match, so that's pretty pretty cool. And then we get our big uh, rematch uh, for for the Money Inc. versus Center Brothers. Why'd you take this one? Right, I did the last one, right? Yeah, or you did the last. I did. Yeah, you can go ahead yeah. and take this one. Yeah, yeah. So let me get back to my notes. Sorry. Uh, we got so we got Money Inc. versus Steiner Brothers, the big rematch, uh, big pop for Steiner Brothers coming out. I put my here in my notes the cool arena look with the lights coming in. The crowd I thought was really into this one. Maybe it's just early on the tape taping, but the crowd was was massively into this one. So I really really liked this uh, this this match. Um, I, I I think I liked this one a little bit more maybe because it was just a little bit more. But Money Inc. in this one I thought. Even if it was weird after the DQ last time, I thought they were cheating a lot more in this. They were doing the the down little stretch move where they hold each other for the extra leverage. They do the fake tag. Uh, they really beat down Rick throughout the the match, and they get a hot tag to um, to Scott. The match kind of then turns into like a you know at the end turns into a all four men brawling. The all four go outside. Uh, IRS throws Scott into the ring post. 
with a nasty shot. So at this point, I'm thinking like double count out, kind of a, a weird cop out. But then they both get on the ring, uh, IRS and Scott Steiner. And IRS does this cool spot. You're right. You heard me, Aaron George. Aaron, uh, IRS does a cool <laughs> spot. And he suplexes Scott, but into the ring. And the Steiners get a count out victory. So I kind of liked it. It was something different. Uh, yeah. I thought the match was kind of fun. It still kind of feels like cheated because, like, I, like Scott's on the ground, yet he's the winner. So you kind of see Money Inc. being like, hey, wait a second. We should have won this match. Like, we dominated them. So it leaves the feud kind of over. Like, it's not a, defi- uh, a definitive win. So I, I really liked um, this match. It was a little shorter. And I thought the crowd was more into this one. This one. So I actually liked this one a little bit more than the other one. But I don't know if what you had to add. So yeah, I liked I liked the previous one a little bit more. I kind of didn't like this finish because I feel like uh it was it made the Steiners look a little weak because it looked like like Money Inc should have won. Right. The Steiners are your, your babyface champions, but I do agree that it was something fresh and different for a few that you're going to keep going with. So to make like, you know, different finishes and and different things to kind of keep it consistent i like that part of it so you know i i look at it as kind of you know half good half bad i guess um i don't know where they're gonna go from here like i don't that's that's the other part i don't know if they're gonna you know stay together like married together as a feud or if the signers are gonna move on to something else soon um but the the chemistry is just off the charts these two teams and i'm loving i love every minute of it all right so um from there, we get one, two, three kids versus uh, Barry Horowitz, which I think is a cool little matchup too for uh, being a jobber like Horowitz. I think these two go back to Florida, like working together because I know they're both trained by like Dean Malenko um, or the great Malenko. Like I think there's some chemistry there with them. Okay. Um, they yeah they look they look pretty good together in the ring. Um, kid hits like a, a top rope leg drop to the back of the head, which. He's done that a couple times now. I don't know if that's like his official finisher, but um kid still stands out like from the pack. He's still the, the high flying guy, the kind of innovator um so far, so still still digging him so far. Did you did you have anything to add to that? No, I mean that's some of the weird things on these jobbers, like Barry Horowitz is a good good wrestler and like they run with some of the, I'm shocked they didn't run with more of these guys. Like later on, right? Like Horowitz is gonna get a run during our our thing. Like they're they're quality mm-hmm. guys. Like it's kind of weird they don't run with that more often. But yeah, fun fun little man. Kid kid's just over right now. Uh, but uh, and, and this match I thought was way better than the other one, the the one for Monday Night Raw. Um, just because mm-hmm. I probably Barry Horowitz is a better worker. Uh, so some right. good stuff there. And then why don't you get the last debut? Uh, All right. So so next we get. Uh... I'm so pumped about this. The <laughs> Quebecers yes. of uh, Jacques and Pierre versus a couple jobbers here. When they came out, like, this is so weird, but I was, like, um, thinking in my head, I'm like, damn, like, the like the Quebecers got to be coming in sometime soon. Like, before I watched this episode, like, I was thinking, like, okay, what, when do they come in? Like, sometime after SummerSlam? I know they feud with, you know, Steiners later on, that kind of thing. Like, you know, because I've just seen, like, the matches, like, the – yeah compilations and all that i'm like they gotta be coming in soon and then they come out and i'm like holy shit yes this is perfect like their theme rules like the the, the maori theme and and vincey like mentions like that's them singing you know their theme song um this squash is on the level this squash is the best squash i've seen so far uh in my opinion 
they are so like this is their first match together as far as like in WWF goes, and they are so in sync with each other. Yeah, like Jacques Rizzo busts out a package pile driver. Like that's a move that like Kevin Steen was doing in like 2010s ROH. Like it's crazy. Like their, their double team moves are so innovative. Like to me, like I have it in my notes, like, the Quebecers are the tag version of the one two three kid. Like they're so innovative, and uh, they do this like crazy top ropes double team like senton thing like they have them up like the doomsday device and it comes off the top of like a a, a whoopee cushion type move on them and that, that wasn't even like the finish then they like fold into a boston crab with a, a leg drop on the back of the head for the win i just think they're like so impactful so like succinct together like, i can't wait to see um them progress as we go and i, I was just popped huge for them yeah, the the leg drop, the Boston Crab into leg drop is such an awesome ending. Uh, yeah. Again, weird no no new vignettes. Like they've been pretty good. Like everyone else has been coming. You know, Men on Mission, uh, Smoking Guns have been coming out, and then you got two debuts here with no vignettes. But yeah, they're awesome. Uh, I've also put my notes that I couldn't believe they're actually here already because they're not at. Uh, I gotta think about. It. They're not. At, I'm pretty sure they're not at SummerSlam. I don't think it's so. Kind of weird. And they don't have Johnny Polo either. So kind of weird. Like they're here. And not like the full Quebecers that I'm used to, um, right. but uh, the the music they got like so they have like the the music and like their attitude. They do the hog afterwards too, which is a big Quebecers move too. So like they they kind of have the gimmick all down, like everything's ready to go. But it's weird they don't have Polo. Uh, they also announced that they're releasing the new CD next week, and the Macho Man is a single from it. And, uh, that that CD has been <laughs> oh, well well documented on the Place to Be original podcast. Yeah. With Doug and Tataka and, and uh, the body slam heard around the world by Macho is uh, singing singing debut, um, and then uh, we end with uh, another face to face, and we're gonna have Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels. It's pretty much lining up that they're gonna meet at SummerSlam. Like there can't be a SummerSlam without Shawn Michaels with the Intercontinental Title. Can't be a SummerSlam without Mr. Perfect. So it kind of really much is say this match is gonna happen, and then we get the. Um, uh, non Miss America match and Luna versus Sherry uh, next week. So pretty pretty cool. Uh, that match is going to come because we kind of loved that feud early on. It's kind of been missing for a while, and now mm-hmm. we're back in. Uh, and then they they list off some more Lex Express dates. Now that he's got his title shot, you can still he's still touring the world. So you can go see him. So anything else said on the end of the Raw? Or, no, sorry, I just super- think I just think like you know when you know. When we dug into this project, um, you know, when we added superstars, like this is why. To me, like this, like, both superstars combined were better than both Raws combined. Like the, the second Raw was probably the the best show overall, but as right. far as like um, combined, I would say the superstars were better and more consistent. And like you know, when people say like I can't believe they're doing superstars too, or or if they were wondering why we do superstars too, this this is why you have. Um, debuts of new characters that are like pivotal to this time period. You have like um, feud progression going on. So I think like I'm loving the direction that this like the, the company is going right now because it's just um, it's starting to feel more and more like what I consider like this this era. You know, like the, the right. old guard is leaving and all these new guys are coming in. It's pretty exciting to see. Yeah, and a cool, you know, the the debuts and new and vignettes and stuff like that. Like that's what Superstars kind of always was, right? Like, oh, this new wrestler, the first time you get to see him. So we got two of those this week, right? And Borga and uh, 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 the Quebecers. So that's pretty cool as well. Exactly. I should move on to awards. Yes, sir. All right, we got uh, most new gen outfits. 
Yeah, men on a mission. That's easy. I know. Can't you, you can't go to anyone else? The razor razor gave a good effort with his purple pants and his shirts, yeah. but but uh, lost there. Uh, most new gem performer. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Quebecers. I really like their debut and I, I like their innovation with the you know like we haven't really seen like that many double team moves that kind of offense with out of a tag team. So I like them. I'll go with Marty. Like you kind of mentioned his outfit, his Max Moon type outfit. Like he yeah. definitely was bringing it. Uh, is it like neon everywhere? Uh, and I thought like we talked about um, a great match. Worst match or segments? Uh, worst match. Uh, it'd be easy to say Duggan because I always hate Duggan. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go Duggan. Just Duggan being back in general. Oh, I thought I thought you were gonna go. Uh, um, Tatanka versus Oh no, you're, no, 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 you're right, you're right That that has to be it Because that went on way too long At least the Duggan match was over quickly uh, Definitely Tatanka versus Brooklyn Brawler Yeah, no, I, I missed that one Yeah, I'm going to go our boy Adam Bomb I hate to do it Because uh, that was my other choice It was just that end of that Raw was just so dreadful um, right. Which is Tatanka, long match Adam Bomb doing nothing Mr. Hughes kind of in a Boring squash. Like, the wreath part was good, but it was just kind of very dull. So I got to pick something. That's why I went there. I'm like, hey, I got to pick something from there. I'm like, oh, I can't believe you didn't choose your boy, Tatanka, because he's usually your your, uh, your most hated. Uh, best right. match or segment? I think we got a bunch of good stuff here. Yeah, so I'm really torn between the first Money Inc. match and the, and the Sean-Marty match. Uh, with it being Sean and Marty, like, who they are and, like, being – Having that kind of feud and having that different of a match, I'm, I'm going to go with that one and give it its props. All right, I'm going to go crush Yoko just because I thought it was a big, big time match. I thought the crowd was really into Yoko, or sorry, <laughs> into Crush. Uh, so right. I, I really like that. I, I definitely think like the Sean Marty match was better, uh, but there was a lot of good segments on here. We talked about the Razor interview with Money Inc. Like that was good. The debut of Quebecers were good. Like there was a lot of good stuff in here, um, mm-hmm. especially as we got in the back half of these episodes. Uh, Sack up. Uh, stock up, uh, Money Inc. I, I think they nailed it okay. both times. I think they're like for I didn't have them that high to begin with, and I wasn't like, really invested with them. So, you know, to be as pumped to see them as I am right now, I have to I have to think Money Inc. is stock up. Uh, I'm gonna go. There's there's a lot of people. I'm gonna go Razor for the face turn. Like man, guy got over. Like whatever he yes. did, like he got over a quick face turn, and he's he's like one of the most popular guys in in the as we talked about like in in the Fed, and then uh, stock down. It's gonna hurt, and I think I picked him last time, but yeah, it's no, it's Adam Bomb. Uh, <laughs> it definitely hurts. Let me see if there's anyone else. I don't. Wanna, we can't do a double on our boy. I'm just trying to think if there's right. anyone else that really. Really went that low. It's gotta be. I'm just trying to think of the squashes. I'm just looking at the end of the superstars. Yeah, it, it's gotta be. Sadly, we're gonna double. We hate doing double, but like, he deserves it. He's done nothing. He looks cool still, but he just has no feud and just these kind of boring, bland squash right. matches. Right, and, and everything else was pretty good for the most part. So it's like, I, yeah. I can't really like not, like Tatanka, I, I could say him, but I don't, I don't really have him. But he's at, like, enough to say he's down. I wouldn't even say that. He's, like that he's match, invested. Yeah, that match wasn't good, but like the face to face, I thought was good that yes. he did. Yeah, like pumping up. Hey, I'm coming after you, Bigelow. So like, I right. thought that was good, right? Like, hey, everything is not, everything isn't terrible. So 
I uh, I definitely and I definitely liked uh, you know that like for an overall, but mm-hmm. like Anabomb had two matches. It was like over two, right? So, all right. Uh, so we got you know two, moving our way down to SummerSlam, moving along. Definitely like the build. Definitely liking some of these new teams coming in. Definitely a fun you know four episodes. The end of the first Raw was a little rough, but after that we got really cooking and. This is a, a fun, fun little week, and I know the next couple of weeks will be a ton of fun as we build up to SummerSlam and the, the Lex Express. Uh, me cheering it on, me and first, first seat cheering <laughs> on Mr. Luger to his, his spine. So we'll be back next week with two, two more episodes of Raw and two more episodes of Superstars. We keep moving along to uh, the big showdown in uh, Detroit. See you. Thanks for everyone for all the feedback and comments, and we'll talk to you next time. Yes, sir.